Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about the Hawks' 108-99 win over the Los Angeles Clippers. Talk about Trey Young and Clint Capella getting back on the court, Kevin Herter going absolutely berserk in the fourth quarter, and we'll also briefly touch on the passing of Seiku Smith. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks came back to Atlanta, donned the MLK jerseys once again, that beautiful court, and were able to get a win over the Los Angeles Clippers. Much like the Hawks had scratched Trey Young and Clint Capella close to game time, the LA Clippers went into this game without two of their big stars in Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, and they were also missing Patrick Beverly. Um, And the game really started super slow. It was a slog, just neither team really hitting a ton of shots. The Hawks in particular were super cold, and the first quarter ended with a score of 22-21 with the Hawks leading, and the Hawks only hit 22 points because Rajon Rondo hit a free-throw level jumper right as time was expiring in that first quarter to put the Hawks up by one point. Second quarter wasn't any kinder to the Hawks. They ended up only scoring 21 points in the second quarter, and the Clippers were able to take the lead and lead the game by five after the two quarters. Um, Some of the first-half stats that really stood out Uh, The Hawks shot 30% from the field, 14% one of seven from three-point land, and had 10 turnovers. Getting Trey back was a big boost, but with that comes some turnovers and Trey, Kevin Herter. um, There were some turnovers that just led to some easy Clippers buckets, and it just felt like, you know, you can see that the Hawks are getting good shots. It seemed everything was short. Couple of Trey's floaters weren't going in, and it was just like you know the game's being played at the Clippers' pace. The Hawks can't hit any shots to you know get the Clippers playing any faster, forcing anything. You know maybe the Hawks, much like the Bucks game before, where the Bucks kind of could settle down or, or let the Hawks get back into the game without their stars. You know the Hawks were gonna let the Clippers come into Atlanta, not at full strength, and get a win. Um, the second half was a big change though, kind of right out of the gate, the Hawks did a much better job. And, um, I thought there was a really big sequence where DeAndre Hunter had two assists, um, one to John Collins and one to Clint Capella for easy buckets. And the Hawks were able to fight back, make it a game. And eventually in the third quarter, the Hawks were able to take the lead and really never look back. Um, in the end of the third quarter, a noted Hawks hater, Lou Williams, took advantage of the rookie. Skylar Mays got put in literally for the last play of the third quarter. Uh, Lou Williams hit him with a little bit of an up fake, got Skylar in the air, and uh, that sent Lou Williams to the free throw line. And that was literally all the time that the rookie got to play. And it was just like, wow, welcome to the NBA. And allowed the Clippers to get a little bit closer and um, it would have been an eight-point lead for the Hawks going into the fourth quarter, but instead they only took a six-point lead into the fourth quarter, and ultimately the Clippers would go on a 6-0 run to start the fourth, and suddenly the game was tied. And after that like nice third quarter where the Hawks scored 33 points, got a lead, looked like, okay, they're finally taking control. They're going to get this win and really beat a team that they should beat, these Clippers without Kawhi Leonard or Paul George and kind of throw it away, but Lloyd Pierce called a timeout, and I don't know what he said to Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter had been brutal up to this point in the game, 0 for 5, not really doing anything, had 
at least one egregious turnover that just led to some easy buckets for the uh, Clippers. But out of that timeout, Kevin Herter hit two back-to-back threes um, en route to a perfect fourth quarter where he was 5 of 5, scored all 13 of his points. And really from that point on, the Hawks seized control. The Clippers, to their credit, made a few uh, runs to get the game closer to maybe even take the lead, but the Hawks always had an answer. And it was just really awesome to see Kevin Herter bounce back. Uh, Brad Rowland, uh, the editor and writer over at Peachtree Hoops, tweeted out just, you know, really tough, really brutal game for Kevin Herter. And immediately Herter seemed to turn around and Brad took credit for that, saying the reverse jinx worked. But whatever Coach Pierce said to Herter clearly worked and it got him like to see him take the first one, I was like, okay, that's confident shot. Good for Kevin Herter. He comes down the next possession in the exact same spot and hits the same three-pointer again. And that was just really great to see. It's something Kevin Herter, it, he had gotten, again, all the Hawks had gotten great shots in the paint, really close, really good looks. And just for whatever reason, they weren't going down in the first half. Um, and for Kevin to come back and just have a monster third quarter, again, all 13 of his points coming in the fourth quarter, he ended the game with two rebounds, three assists, and a block. It was just really good to see. Um, we've talked a lot about Clint Capella, a lot about DeAndre Hunter, and even some of John Collins, but not a lot about Kevin Herter lately. And so for him to break out, especially in a game where the Hawks didn't have Cam Reddish again, Cam Reddish was out, um, again, I think nursing that knee. But it was really good to see him provide a boost and really kind of lead the Hawks to, to victory. Um, Trey Young, you know, had a – he was a big part of that third quarter. He had 14 points in that third quarter. And then a couple, he had a really deep three in the fourth quarter to kind of ice the game. Um, in typical logo man fashion, Trey hit that deep three from the logo, pointed down where he hit the shot from. And then he also held up the two, four for Kobe Bryant. This game was played on the one year anniversary of Kobe Bryant passing. Um, I had a podcast about that last year, which I'll link to in the description, but um, that was clearly on the minds of everybody in the NBA, and to see Trey kind of honor Kobe in that way after a big three was cool, and Trey had just a monster game. Getting Trey Young back, he was 12-23 from the field, three of seven from three-point land, went to the free throw line 11 times and made all 11 of his free throws for 38 points, had three rebounds, five assists, he did have three turnovers, but Trey Young Led the Hawks. The Hawks were plus 12 when Trey was on the court. And uh, Trey could just get anywhere. The Clippers did not have Patrick Beverly or Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. All three of those guys probably would take turns defending Trey if they were playing. But instead, uh, second year man Terrence Mann got that opportunity to try to guard Trey. And Trey really uh, taught the second year player a ton. Um, Terrence Mann ended the game with five fouls. And really, in the end of the game, he looked a little discombobulated and just frustrated at the way that Trey was able to get to the free throw line. Um, It was a great game from Trey. He can get to the basket a lot, and he uses that ability to help get his teammates involved and to see Trey come out after taking a night off for his back and put up such a big performance and really help the Hawks get a win that they really need um, on the front end of a back-to-back was great. Clint Capello returned as well. He played 35 minutes. He was 6 of 11 from the field, got 18 rebounds, 8 offensive rebounds to go with those 13 points, another double-double for Capella. He had an assist, 2 steals, and 2 blocks. John Collins, big energy guy, not a ton of points 
um, tonight, but he was 4 of 11 from the field, 1 of 3 from three-point land. You know I'm going to say it, so I'm just going to keep saying it. He needs to get four three-pointers a game up at least, but 1 of 3 from three-point land. He actually got to the free-throw line. I don't know what was going on with the refs, but they finally called a foul for John Collins, and he made both of his free-throws for 11 points. He had 11 rebounds, one offensive, and he had five blocks. And John Collins' blocks are vicious. I mean, just as John can get up and dunk it on an alley-oop, he can get up and really reject it. And he had a couple of just volleyball spikes on guys uh, the Clippers had. He had one block on Serge Ibaka where he got back in the play, and someone was um, guarding Ibaka at the rim, but uh, John Collins came over and was able to get the ball before Ibaka put it up. But John getting five blocks is huge. And if we get that kind of effort from John Collins, Hawks are going to win a lot of games. Um, finally, DeAndre Hunter, you know, ho-hum. DeAndre Hunter had 22 points. He was 7 of 16 from the field, got to the free throw line six times, made all of his free throws, three rebounds, four assists, one steal. Um, what can be said about DeAndre Hunter that – uh, I haven't said already, but he just continues to be super consistent. He had a block himself, like I said, and just any time kind of the offense is uh, struggling, DeAndre's starting to figure out ways just to go get a bucket himself, um, whether that's at the three-point line or taking it inside. Uh, DeAndre has just had a wonderful second year, and he continued that strong play this year. Um there was even a he got fouled shooting a shot behind the backboard, which was amazing. And you know, I talk about how just how great it's to see uh, DeAndre be so uh, expressive out on the court this year. And he was on the free throw line, and you could just see him cracking up. I don't know what one of the Clippers or Hawks players said, but after he got fouled shooting the ball over the backboard, um, he was just laughing at the free throw line and hit both his free throws. So. Uh, DeAndre continues to play just wonderful basketball. The Hawks did not get a lot off the bench. Um, they only got, set, I think, nine points from the bench this against the Clippers. Rondo had two of those. Um, Goodwin had seven points, and Gallinari had two points, so 11 points. And um, that was it from the Hawks bench. Goodwin did provide a bur- b- big boost for the Hawks, um, especially he had one possession where he grabbed the ball a rebound a defensive rebound and went the length of the court for a a layup and um he was really pushing the ball but the bench was not where most of the points were scored for the Hawks against the Clippers it was mostly the starting five uh some notable Clippers Reggie Jackson had a really strong game he played 39 minutes had 20 points seven rebounds and eight assists I thought he really got going in the second half Um, Serge Ibaka kind of kept the Hawks going at the beginning of the game. He had 15 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. As noted by his rebounds, Serge Ibaka doesn't play quite as close to the basket anymore. But he has a nice little hook shot slash push shot right in the middle of the paint that he was really effective against the Hawks early on and kept the Clippers, built that lead in the first half and kept them close. Um, Tarrant, or Ivan Zubac, had played 13 minutes, had 13 points and 10 rebounds. Um, the big man was a thorn in the Hawks' side. Uh, when he got matched up with Clint Capello, it was a pretty good matchup for the Hawks, but otherwise he's a little bigger for John Collins to try to guard, and he hit the glass pretty well. In fact, the Clippers out-rebounded the Hawks, which is rare. Well, actually, they tied and rebound, but 
the Clippers had 13 offensive rebounds compared to only nine from the Hawks. And a lot of that was Zubats and uh, Serge Ibaka. Terrence Mann just had trouble with Trey all night. He ended the game with 10 points, nine rebounds, four steals, uh, five fouls. It almost looked like he was going to foul out. Um, and then finally, noted Hawk hater Lou Williams had a rough night. Uh, I A lot of that was Brandon Goodwin was matched up with Lou much of the night, and both players are from Atlanta, so that was a fun little matchup. But Lou was uncharacteristically not accurate. He was 4 of 14 from the field, only hit one three-pointer, had 11 points, three rebounds. He was able to get Skylar Mays on his up fake and get to the free throw line at the end of the third quarter and cut into the lead a little bit, but it was not normal. Um, Lou Williams, he had a couple shots that you think are just going to go down for you know the former sixth man of the year that just didn't go down, and uh, it was not a classic Lou Williams performance. Um, to get back to some team stats, the Hawks ultimately ended up shooting 46% from the field, 38% from three. After that just horrid, you know, one of seven performance in the first half, the Hawks ultimately shot 10 of 26 from three-point land. They got to the free throw line 25 times, had 20 assists. Those nine blocks that John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and Capella all contributed to, um, just and 16 fast break points that were compared to the Clippers, just eight fast break points. Um, that, you know, the fast break points really speak to just, I wish the Hawks had gotten out and ran a little earlier in this game. Uh, to the, the Clippers were undermanned, and they knew it. And to their credit, they really, again, slowed the game down, played some strong defense, didn't allow, allow the Hawks really to speed the game up. But I didn't think the Hawks made it a priority in the first half to really get out and run. Again, Brandon Goodwin did a good job of pushing the pace. And there were a couple times Trey got down the court, and that made easy buckets for the Hawks. But I felt like if they did that earlier, this game wouldn't be quite as close as it ultimately ended up being. Um so really great win for the Hawks. Uh, they could have had some sort of letdown with the Clippers not bringing, you know, their big three with uh, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Patrick Beverly. But the Hawks went in and got a win, and they face the Brooklyn Nets tonight. And so to get the win on the first night of a back-to-back, get a little bit of momentum before facing the Brooklyn Nets with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Is, is a good thing. And um, if the Hawks are able to get a sweep on this back-to-back, that'd be huge before heading up to Washington and playing a Washington team that's really struggling right now. So great win from the Hawks. I thought getting strong performances from Trey, getting, you know, having really the full starting five have excellent games, especially uh, Kevin Herter not allowing himself to have a poor game, really breaking out in that fourth quarter. It's just a strong showing for the Hawks. And, you know, they're over 500, 9 and 8. So hopefully the Hawks can get a little momentum. If they can get a few games over 500, start stacking wins, it'll really go a long way to, you know, their end goal of making the playoffs at the end of the season. But fun game. The Hawks are now 2 and 0 in the Martin Luther King jerseys as well. You know, if they could defend that, it'd be awesome. That court is, again, just stunning. The Hawks logo with the mosaic motif uh, it's just stunning and um it'll be encouraging to watch them going forward uh, i do have to talk about the passing of seku smith who covered the nba he covered the hawks briefly before going to nba tv and being an analyst for them but just the outpouring of sadness at the news that he passed away due to covid 
um, was enough to just know how good of a reporter he was, how well-liked he was by not only his peers but by players. Um, it was just really sad news. And someone who I read his articles about the Hawks, he had an awesome podcast, the Hang Time podcast, and just super sad to hear of his passing. But the Hawks have the Brooklyn Nets going forward. We will talk about that game tomorrow. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!